final episode of season one of Roots Ruck Riot, the grassroots rugby podcast with me, Ian Harries. For the final episode, we are going back to where we were for episode one and Bracelip Rugby Club. Yes, I know episode one was Ickenham Rugby Club, but Ickenham Rugby Club plays out of Bracelip Rugby Club, so I meant that more in like a geographic back to where we came rather than a spiritual rugby club kind of back from where we came. Hopefully you understood what I meant. But we are back to Ricelip Rugby Club to talk to the Ricelip women's rugby team. They're a team I know well. Ickenham will host touch rugby sessions over the summer and a lot of their players will come down and pretty much run rings around the lot of us. They were founded in 2019 and since then they have not only survived the immediate pandemic after they were formed but have now also started taking the women's leagues by absolute storm. We talked through how they stuck together as a team initially, how they went from 13 players to talks of second teams and their future aspirations for the club. So we are joined by Holly and Rachel of the Ricelip women's rugby team. Uh, how are you guys today? Yeah, good, thank you. Very good, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Perfect. So Holly, you're a club captain as of this year? Yes, yeah, that's right. And yeah. Rachel, you were club captain last year? I was, I was last year, yeah. We... <laughs> and the the perfect phrase which i laughed at when you mentioned it when we before recording club captain last year but no real responsibility on the field this year that is correct <laughs> just to enjoy it do you what what do you prefer like i I've, I've done both as well and i'm still torn about whether i prefer to have the responsibility or just mind my own business and hit people uh, well you're an interesting one You've so done was, match day, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was um, match day captain for the first two years of the team. Yeah. And then the next year I became club captain. So up until this year, I've had some sort of responsibility every year. Yeah. So I think actually after you've maybe done it for three years, you kind of, it's just nice to, to come and play. It was difficult at first because I'd think, well, have they done this? Have they done that? But they'd always done it. But you, you think about it because it was stuff you used to think about. But as the matches have yeah. gone on, I kind of just now enjoy just turning up and, and playing. Do you, do you ever find yourself still like walking with purpose towards the referee only to suddenly <laughs> think, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not that's not me today. That's someone else. I more find myself wanting to say something rather than uh, actually walk towards him. But yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I, I, I had the opposite when I was captain for a couple of games of the first game was why is no one talking to the... Oh, wait, no, that's me. That's me. I'm the one who's supposed <laughs> to be doing this. Cool. So you kind of, um, I, I think, touched on something there immediately so how long has the the team been going for i know it's still kind of relatively with the covid season and everything like that i'm sure it's longer than it feels but it's still a relatively new team yeah we started in 2019 um september i think wasn't yeah, it? yeah katie who has now left she's moved but she founded the team in 2019 so yeah it's yeah. new it's only well yeah four and a bit years but yes obviously we then had the sort of low of covid um, which was a shame just as it got up and running. But it's come back stronger, I think, from that numbers continue to grow. And it's just, yeah, it's ever growing, isn't it? From Yeah, we did a, we did a lot of stuff during COVID. Um, yeah. So we we did some stuff on Zoom um, and we um, did some exercise classes on Zoom. Challenges. Um, 
Holly yeah. touched base with Vicky Fleetwood and we did some training sessions with her on Zoom. We had sort of challenges and things so that everyone kept fit. So we do like cycling challenges or walking challenges. So you had to get so many kilometres and whether we could break those barriers. And I think one of the ones we did was we we had to clock up enough miles as a team to have walked or to, to have got the distances between the stadiums for the Six Nations. Oh, awesome. So we clocked up at, we did, we smashed it. So yeah, we did, yeah, we did yeah. more than that. So every week we would submit how many miles we'd walked or cycled or um, and it just meant that everybody was included because I I was shielded, so I wasn't allowed to go out during COVID, but I was still included because I couldn't get on my bike, static bike in the garage, and I still felt included. So it meant everyone still was part of the team. So that was really good. We really enjoyed yeah. that, didn't we? And I think yeah. that's what kept us together as a team. I think if I think a lot of teams sort of struggled during COVID, but because we were doing all those challenges, I think as a team, we still had, even if it was kind of message, it was still communication. And so we were still all part of the team which is great with the timing yeah had you guys actually been able to play before COVID because if you started 2019 no no we played like a a couple of touch matches hadn't we or we came back into touch matches yeah we we played uh, we played a couple of ready for rugby matches beforehand Ah. um just with local teams um but we hadn't actually gone into a league or anything so the decision then was did we go into a not in a warrior league or just go straight into nc3 and that was the decision was to go straight into NC3 rather than doing the Inner Warrior because we were almost a year behind by that point. So yeah. we wanted to... So what's the what's the Warrior League? So I think the Inner Warrior League, it sort of sits one below um, NC3 or it sits below NC3 and it's not, uh, it's not a recognised league, but you can still have matches and play, play other Inner Warrior teams. It's like a development league. Yeah, when you start, you we had like a in a Warriors night, didn't you? Yeah. That's how like and they come down to the club. There's a they're from the RFU, and they do they run the first session, don't they? Yes. Yeah, so it's in a Warriors. That's how it starts, and then okay, yeah, there's a league of new teams, I guess. So it's yeah. like a it's like a step up kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you you yeah. forewent that and went straight <laughs> into the official structure after. We yeah, did. We did. we did. Yeah. But yeah, we'd missed like a whole yeah whole year. But I can't think we. We must have gone straight into it the first season we could, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you had 20... The 2019 to 2020 season was cut in half. Yeah. We were then promised rugby would take place at the end of that year, and it never did. So yes. then it would have been 21-22 would have been yeah. the next. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So uh, this would be your third season then, or your, or your this second? Is our third. This is yeah. our third season, yeah. yeah. Yes, we had the first season, we played... We'd just get into grips with it, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and then the second season, we won the league. So then we were promoted. So this season, we were in NC2. Yeah. I, I mean, your your season your season last year. So like I, I would have uh, mentioned in the intro. So we all share a clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously been aware of you guys for ages. Um, we did touch rugby stuff over the summer that oh. a load of your players yeah. came down to. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I've had you on the club's Instagram, my Instagram, and I've been keeping up to date with like the scores and things. And last year, especially, <laughs> it was insane. Like yeah. it was. I think did you lose one all year? I think. I think yeah, so. One. Yeah, we did one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the games you were winning, you were winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did get some good scores, didn't we? We, did. we um. I think, yeah, generally we didn't really concede much either, did we? Like, it was pretty good. It was a couple of, yeah, very tough games. Um, 
and then some I think I think the thing is from all of it we learned didn't we that was the main thing and we yeah because but, we, yeah because we hadn't played matches as sort of a is okay training and and playing the sort of friendlies but actually when you get into the league and actually play the games you know that rugby's as much as a mental sport as it is a physical sport and so it was actually getting into that mindset and so I think we we all just like learned heaps didn't we yeah absolutely heaps in that first season and then last year we were sort of we understood the the matches a bit more and understood what yeah. we, what we needed to do and we just grew as a team I think when, yeah. once you get into a league people tend to join um because they obviously want to play in the league and and sometimes they're sort of players that have played, played before. before yeah um so yeah. that's good yeah. So had both of you played before, before joining the team? Never. Um, never. I played as a teenager, um, but it wasn't really a thing. But then mm. I played at a new, basically Finchley, and started a new girls team. So I played for maybe about a year or two and then went to uni. And I, I tried, I went back to rugby, but I went to the dark side of football, <laughs> which we, we shouldn't talk about. But yeah, and then, yeah. Diff- different, podcast, different podcast, different podcast entirely. Um, and just saw this. I, I, remember, I just remember seeing advertising on Facebook, to be honest, um, when Katie was starting it up, as I say, and then just thought, well, I'll go down and give it a try. I just went back to it. It's probably one of the best things I think I've ever done, yeah. to be perfectly honest. One of the best decisions. But yeah, so I've done a tiny little bit, but you you and a lot of the other women hadn't have I've never yet. played before. I just decided at the ripe old age of 44 that I'd take up rugby, as you do. Midlife <laughs> <laughs> <Good> crisis. <laughs> Maybe what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was initially, it was about getting fit and meeting people and, and, and just joining a team. I'd never done a team sport before, but um, I just absolutely loved it. And you just keep going and then it just evolves, doesn't it? You sort of go as a bit of fitness and then they start talking about matches and you think, mm, really? And and then you do the first one and you really enjoy it. And then and here we here are. We are. Yeah. Here we are four years later. It's either the first game or the first contact session, which I think is always the, yeah, yeah. you know what? I get this now. <laughs> I find it really interesting that you guys kind of did all of the team building stuff for basically would have been nearly two years before you guys would have actually properly competitively played. So how important do you see kind of that side of thing as, uh, you know, kind of really kind of gelling or growing the team together? Like, do, do you think it would have taken you longer to get where you are now without that? That's a good question. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was really important. And I think the whole team spirit of RISIP is almost in a way sometimes what makes us different. I don't know, like a lot of the girls we've played before come to RISIP and they're like, I can't believe how nice it is, how welcoming, how much, you know, you guys do so much together. Um, as I say, the messages, like it's like having like 50 aunts and <laughs> like best friends in my sip like you can message about anything but I think that's what sort of makes for me anyway it makes it so so nice such a good environment and I think with that I don't know I think COVID possibly did help that because we did do so much didn't we like so for being able to do so little we certainly made the most of it and I think I don't know we all sort of chipped in together didn't we and all yeah, I, I, I each think, other out and yeah I think generally you you can become a team by virtue of the fact you've got a number on your back and you're a position on the team but actually having those two years to get to know each other to get to know how each other play what are our strengths what are our weaknesses how do we play well together you know you could be 
with a different person either side of you for different matches. But if you get to know all of the team, I think you then understand how we all play. And therefore, I think that makes that team stronger because everybody's got their own individual strengths. And um, I think it's really important you get to know that person. Um, and then you can, you know, you can always trust that person. I mean, they always say, don't they, you know, trust trust that the people I decided yeah, you were yeah. going to do what they need to do. And I think you build that trust over time. I think it's not something that happens immediately. Yeah. And it, it, may, it may be different in 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 men and women's rugby. I'm not sure. But for, for, for me and I think for our team, I think those couple of years were really important to sort of give us the foundation of where we are now. Yeah, and I'm guessing from from what you were saying as well of people joining the team and think, you know, being surprised at how kind of social and things it is as well. That would have come, I guess, from kind of all of that team building side of things as well. Of, you know, this is a real group of friends who've spent kind of a lot of time together. Mm. How has kind of, uh, obviously, not only have you bridged that, but I think you also kind of would have formed at the time where it, it, at least to me, feels like women's rugby was kind of really, you know, in the ascend- uh, the ascendancy and has kind of really taken off, especially the last um, two years, which... A stat we reel off all the time on here but i know registered player numbers have doubled in women's rugby mm-hmm. i think in the last two years um mm-hmm. so have you guys seen like obviously you guys mentioned uh fitness was a big reason for starting um, and things like that have you seen any movement away from kind of that mindset to i just want to play you know i've seen people play rugby i want to I am here to play rugby. Definitely. And I think a lot of that comes from like the social media posts and the, you know, people come down and watch and we've got a lot of um, like mums on the group like that may have kids that play and then they've just seen us play, seen people around the clubhouse, see the, you know, the fun we're having together and they just come down and it's like, actually, I want to give this a go. Like Mm. we have got a lot of, um, a couple of parents with boys that have played that are like, actually why don't I give it a go why why can I not like this is the time to do it so I think I think it is more now people turn up and they they want to give rugby a go even if they've never played before it's like I'm here to to play rugby to get stuck in get involved um and I think the other thing we're quite fortunate we've got um obviously the rubies now which is our girls section of the club we are very much involved with them now um which is brilliant because it gives them a pathway like through the club which they never had before so we've also got those girls now that can come up from 16, 17 and join us and um, and obviously just keep in rugby without having to go elsewhere or find other clubs. And that's brilliant that like you've got those young girls coming up and it's, you know, another group of players that are there to get stuck in and play rugby and, yeah, just enjoy it. But, yeah, I think it definitely has become more of a rugby club, hasn't it? Right, a, a rugby team rather than just... Yeah, I think fun so. Of it. Yeah. But I also think on the flip side of that, that we... People, there's people that come down and say, you know, I don't want to play yeah, matches. True. I just want to yeah. come and enjoy it. I just want to work, yeah. you know, come and play rugby, but I don't want to play in matches. Yeah. And that might be for personal reasons, you know, not wanting to get injured, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and that's not an issue. We still welcome them into training. We still, they still do everything. It just means that they don't play the matches. So there's no no real pressure for them to have to do that so there's yeah. a few players yeah. that have come down and not not played matches but just still enjoy coming down and the social side of it you know the team spirit side of it the and you know fitness and just enjoying playing rugby but not having to sort of commit to that 
yeah. to, the, to the competitive side. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not to mention uh, the other sport again for too long. But, <laughs> like, you can't really, like, just have a kickabout with rugby. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. it's not like, you know, obviously unless it's, you know, touch rugby or, or you know, ready for yeah. rugby, which we mentioned on an episode before and I completely forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think it's... Yeah, you can want to play rugby without playing rugby. There's no clever way of putting that. But yeah, I, that's it's really good. I think that you guys are of the, I think the size now that you know that is something people can do. You've got your playing team, you've got the wider team around that, and then the social side. And it, it yeah, it feels like it's all kind of coming together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a very um, a huge squad, isn't it? Of of women that come down to training. I think we're got about 40 to 50 on the books oh wow yeah so so we we rarely rarely ever don't have like a full squad um for match day and people that are you know unfortunately dropped um each time like there are big numbers there's normally about i don't know 20 26 27 people down for each match day and and give the coaches a hard decision in that sense but yeah there's a huge group of women um and yeah, it's massive. It's just growing and growing all the time. Yeah, because are there, I, I mean, to go proper, like, behind baseball, uh, nitty gritty with everything, which is why everyone loves to listen. Um, are there, like, what are the limits on a match day team kind of in the league you're in? Is, is there... 22. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 23 last year. And then going in 22 this year, it's 22. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so that was a promotion thing for the change. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is a it's a it's uh, it's not a good problem to have, but it's a good problem to have. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. a difficult, obviously difficult decisions and things. But yeah, given um, I was having a look through your Instagram because I I thought you were founded in 2019, so I did the classic scrolling all the way back to the bottom of your <laughs> Instagram feed. Um. And I think the first training session, you had 13 people. Yeah. So you and a gone, tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. So 13 people at a tennis ball to having to make proper difficult coaching decisions yeah. to field a 22 is yeah. insane. It, yeah. it really is yeah. insane. And I think people coming back. So the first session, we literally had a tennis ball and the rain was coming down sideways. But yet all of those players came back. So it almost feels as if at point zero there was something. I don't know what that something was, but that's that's how it felt. Um, because, you know, nobody wanted to be out in the rain and turn up to rugby and not be able to get hold of a rugby ball because they were locked away and run around with a tennis ball and fall in the mud. But actually, we all just turned back up. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just kept getting bigger. Yeah. Got ourselves some rugby balls and we've done all right since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean like talking of uh i think coming down to training i think now's as good a time as any to mention it so i think you guys had uh nolly waterman yes come down for a session yeah which yeah proper proper media coverage for that one yeah that was an advert wasn't it guinness yeah uh, it was, yeah it was, it was part of sky and it was to do with the, the promotion for the six nations so she came wasn't it sun so newspaper. she came down yeah, yeah sun newspaper that's right um, so it was the Guinness, uh, Guinness Never Settles yeah. campaign. Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Uh, she was really good, wasn't yeah, she? She, was. she? She was so good. She um, has so much time for everyone as well. Yeah, watched us train, um, did some bits of recording, didn't she? And then and was so happy to just chat. And um, yeah, she's great. 
she's such an ambassador for women's rugby. We also and had Shauna Brown. Brown. We had Shauna Brown as well. Oh, yeah. awesome. But she was brilliant. We had about 50, 60 um, women's and Ruby's uh, team team members down for Shauna Brown. And yeah. um, she was, again, was so inspirational, wasn't yeah, she? She was brilliant. talking about, you know, her, her pathway into rugby and how she she got into it sort of mid-twenties. It was amazing. But um, she was really good, really inspiring. So it's brilliant. Nice. Yeah. And we had um, uh, Fee McIntosh from... Oh, Saracen. Saracen's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Saracen. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can do that as well. Yeah. So it's really good. Nice. Uh, have, has anyone sent the message to them on a game day weekend yet? Of... <laughs> <laughs> if you're a... I know we've got a lot of co- difficult coaching decisions to make. Yeah. But we might we be sure able to give you a bench spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did try with Shauna, but um, we've had no luck yet, but we'll try again. Yeah, <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I um, once messaged uh, Ken Owens on Instagram of a weekend because oh, yeah. he had uh, he had replied to something that we posted uh, just as we were short of a team, so I had to respond. But we, yeah, <laughs> N- never got back to us, Ken. Which no, is a shame, oh. which is a shame. What's um, the point? Oh, yeah. Katie tried, tried to get. Um, Nigel Owens to come oh, and yeah. ref one of our matches, but that <laughs> never happened either. <laughs> oh, he's got the time. Well, actually, does he have the time? Because I think fairly sure he's like a full-time farmer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if anything, it might be harder now to convince him to do that yeah, <laughs> than true. it would have been before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've mentioned, uh, we mentioned them in passing, but I think it's worth kind of giving them uh, a bit of time. So the rubies. So what does that setup look like? Yeah, do they start at 12? Right, oh, gosh. Uh, yes, I think it's 12. 12 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, 11, 12 to sort of 16. They're with the Ruby. So they train twice a week, a Wednesday just before us, and a Sunday they train. And they, they do get fairly good numbers, don't they? I think it, it goes yeah. up and down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, they've got quite good numbers. Um, and then once they turn 16, 17, they can come up to train with us. And at 17, they can start to play for us with sort of parental consent and things as long as it's not front row and sort of go from there. But yeah, I'd say they, they generally have, you know, fairly good numbers. Um Yeah, we um so oh, quite some maybe a couple of years ago we did a match where we sort of did a we yeah. did we did a day with them where we sort of I think we've done it twice, haven't yeah. we? We did we did it very early on, I think pre COVID and we did like a um I think it was a, a Rubies against the women. Then we did it where we mixed the teams, um and then we had an opposition pull out a few weeks ago. And so rather than just wasting the day, we um, we got the Rubies to come along as well and again, mix the teams. And it was only, obviously it's only touch. So we played a touch with them then. Um, and then the last few weeks, our pitches have either been waterlogged or hard. Yep. Um, so we had to play <laughs> over um, Brunel on the 4G and they've used the pitch at the same time as us. So we sort of split the pitch. But initially for the warm up, we'll we'll mix, mix. rubies and, and women, so it it gives them that you know recognition of of people that are playing, so there's familiar faces to them, and it helps with the sort of 17, 16, 17 year olds that are coming up to start to train with us. It's not quite so intimidating, yeah. and they yeah. know. And we've had a number of the rubies yeah. come up, and absolutely phenomenal. Brilliant. It's great yeah. to have you learn. I mean, I learn every time they play. I learn so much from them. They're just absolutely inspiring they aren't they? are, they're yeah. absolutely fantastic so it's really nice to do those bits alongside them yeah so that you know they they know that they know the 
the people and they know how the team runs and you know and when they do come up there's there's familiar faces for them um as well which is yeah. nice yeah no, that's Maybe. really because I, I i know a problem a lot of women have with rugby is because i i think younger than that it's mixed age groups it's mixed. Yeah. yeah and then you'll reach that age and all of the boys can keep going on and playing rugby and there's or it used to used to be rare and hopefully becoming less rare literally no opportunity at all no 100%. unless your school happens to be playing it or there is a local club and then if that local club doesn't already have it they might not be aware of how many girls want to play yeah. rugby it's all messy. well funny you to say that because i'll our captain last year, Lizzie, she, as a youngster, she played at Rice Slip, exactly as you say, all the way up to when she couldn't play with the boys anymore. And she said she went off to a, another local club where they did have girls and Rice Slip didn't at that point. And she said they literally used to train on um, a tiny bit of grass in the car park because they had no set sort of training space for the girls or anything like that. And she said, she said it was just awful. Like you just knew that you you weren't really part of the club. It was almost yeah. done for like, you know, the sake of it type thing. They they had no training or no sort of opportunities. Um, and unfortunately then a lot of the girls left, but that, that was a few years ago, quite a few years ago, but, and things luckily have changed since then. But I just think it's so good now that there's so many more opportunities. What would be nice, I think the one thing for the Rubies is they don't really get any sort of fixtures or anything like that. And that hopefully with time that will change as there are more local clubs. But I think that that is a shame for them at the moment isn't there I think, that they... I think it's also because you need a certain amount per age group as well now that yeah. they've sort of to be able to sort of all play together so it's having the it's having the numbers of rubies yeah. that are within the set yeah I'm not too sure what the set age groups are but you I think you have to be in set age groups so I think that's what makes it difficult but there, there's some absolutely phenomenal players in there quite a number of them got into middle sex oh nice um and other others of them have gone up to um other awesome. clubs yeah. and things like that so you know they've they've done really really well um considering only a few years ago there wasn't anything was it yeah there was you know so i think it's becoming more and more part of the club yeah we we've talked about where you guys came from we've talked about what things are like now um where do you see the club going obviously you're halfway through what seems to be another successful season what would your hopes at least be that kind of uh rice that looked like in a couple of years we're aiming for the premiership Ian, to be honest <laughs> So that <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> Polly's already calculated how many leagues we have to win and, and how long it'll take us I to get there. About to... four or five. Yeah, yeah. It's not I too mean long that's doable. Yeah. If if you put it like that, four four five. If you you've got what you're averaging a promotion every two years. Yeah. Already, and you know that's we won't even include the first season actually because that was just you know the ramp up. So I'd I count that as a promotion this season. <laughs> so that's done. the goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'd have to find a new clubhouse if that happens, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a price I'm sure we'll be willing to pay. <laughs> no, I think as long as it it continues to grow, I think we'd love to have maybe two teams, but that's something that has been spoken about because we do have numbers, but we don't at the moment have sufficient numbers to to run two teams on the weekend. Um, so a lot of the teams in like other leagues, they have got two teams and you'll see the second team will run out with nine or 10 players, which, yeah, yeah don't really see, you know, the worth in that at the moment. But um, that's one thing that I think we are working towards. So we're constantly trying to recruit. And as we said, we increase the numbers to get two teams. And then I think just, I don't know, we don't really have 
ambitions in terms of like there's no set things we're not like oh we're trying to win and we need to get promoted and in as much as I say we're aiming for the premiership apart from, apart from that though Dennis. apart from that that's my own thing <laughs> apart from Holly's goal <laughs> apart from my own goal um no just continuing to get ladies down get them enjoying it have a run around play the matches and then uh, you know if we continue to to win and move up then fine first because season when... was was us finding our feet our second season we absolutely bossed it and really enjoyed it yeah this year we're coming up against some really really tough teams um and which is nice actually it's really nice to get out there and play a really close match and and have to sort of put a bit of grit and determination into it to to actually get the results you want so you know I mean we'd absolutely love to win this season and you know that that would that would be our dream but what we want to make sure that we do is is keep players keep players engaged enjoying it um and coming down and and as, as Holly says grow um grow as, as as much as we can um so that we either get two teams or we just continue to make the coaches decisions hard for each week <laughs> yeah so we end every episode with the same two questions so first of all what would your message be to any future players looking to join the club so my message would be it doesn't matter who you are what you look like what your level of fitness is there is a place for you on that team to come down and enjoy it and try it and do the bits you want to do and don't do the bits you don't want to do I think the the thing that I love about rugby is that there is a place for everybody and I think that's what for me encourages a lot of people is that you know there isn't a stereotype of what you need to look like um I think everyone fits in so that would be my message oh wow big old rage yeah you stole the show there um I, I would say um I was very hesitant to come down and start because it was new and I didn't know where I was going and what I was doing but I would say if you're thinking about it come on down and give it a try there's no pressure come and have a go and get involved and I think we can guarantee you'll probably end up loving it as much as we do so yeah just come down get involved and and give it a go and fall in love with it that's my message I like it I like it Uh, and final question and we've we've thrown around some names already actually but which professional rugby player would you like to join your club and you can interpret that however you want whether that is active retired uh, now a farmer whatever but which professional player see i literally love danny care i actually do um (laughs) so i would love why are you shaking your head i would love why is that typical (laughs) i I mean it she she's not wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, no actually no my my idol used to be Johnny Wilkinson I loved Johnny Wilkinson so I know I've gone away from that sure women's rugby side of things but um I'd love Johnny Wilkinson to come down and help train our friends yeah I was say yeah that would be a decent training session yeah that's who I'm who who's joining our club who are you gonna have I oh, I'm I'm torn between two um so I really like Amber Reid. I think she's a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. I think she's a sort of an exceptional player who isn't always in the forefront or isn't always in the limelight, and I like that. Is that because um, you met her? I met her. Yeah. I met, we, did, <laughs> we, we went and had a training session up in Loughborough with the uh, Roses very early, early on in oh, awesome. um, when we yeah. started. 
um, and we had to pair up with people and she was the person I got paired up with and she was really down to earth and um, I really liked her. Basic, basically, basically best friends. Oh, that could, that could happen. Yeah. And the other one I'm torn with is Sarah Byrne. Um, and I think because she started like I did in the backs and has slowly moved my way in four years to the front row. Um, <laughs> so um, sort of, you know, I followed that sort of moving inwards uh pattern and uh, I did get to meet her when I went to a uh, a Red Roses game with some of the RFU um, people a little while ago um, which was phenomenal and I got to meet her which was very exciting nice so yes I'd have Amber oh, Reed yeah. to come and join uh, the backs and I'd have Sarah Byrne to come and join the forwards I like and it and I've got like Johnny that works well we've <laughs> I, I the majority of these episodes i think people have found some way to get two players in so i think we're forward back back split um uh player coach player coming out drinking afterwards you know there's lots of different ways that we could we could split it up but i like that i like that and especially i think anyone who slowly moves into the front row i think has uh I, I i have a lot of support for it's crazy it wasn't it wasn't overly slow was it but it's probably been done it for years as fast as my career could take me ah, it's all good until you're in the premiership obviously that's which true isn't isn't going to be long so no. only thing left to say rachel and holly thanks for joining me thank you for having us thank you Thank you for listening to this episode and thank you to Holly and Rachel for joining me. You can find the team on Instagram at Women and on Facebook. After we had finished recording, we talked a little bit more about what the club has done for the local community and I'd be aggrieved if I didn't mention the work they did during COVID. Through a Raise the Roof fundraiser, they raised £1,500 for patient care packs for those in hospital. It's just a further reason why their club is brilliant and why I wanted to bring them onto the podcast. Roots Rock Riot was brought to you in association with Ickenham Rugby Club and it's a podcast nobody asked for. You can find Roots Rock Riot on Instagram at Roots Rock Riot and if you want your club involved then please drop us a message there or email us at rootsrockriotpodcast at gmail.com. As I said at the beginning, this is the final episode of season one of Roots Rock Riot. Thank you to everybody who took part and has listened so far and thank you to the Ickenham Saints, Chiswick Rugby, Kings Cross Steelers, Old Wimbledonians, Fergus Highland Rugby, Kelverden and Fairy Rugby Club, Portsmouth Valkyries, Old Priorians, East London Vixens and today's guests, Ricelip Women's Team, for finding the time to speak with me. Season 2 is already being planned with a number of interviews already scheduled but there is still plenty of time to take part and we may do a few bonus episodes between now and then anyway. So until then, thank you and remember to share, subscribe, review and all of those good things you're supposed to do with podcasts that I never mentioned in the outro even though I probably should. Thank you.